You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Realistic Randy is one of the OG callers into Vikings Vet Line. And now, he's one of the biggest Vikings YouTube superstars on Earth. His Vikings pain is now your game. This is Realistic Randy Rand with Randy and Declan on Purple Daily and Score North. Realistic Randy Rants every Monday right here on the Purple Daily YouTube channel with my main man, Realistic Randy. You can go subscribe to his channel as well. Great YouTube following. He does great Vikings content. Do a little double dip. Randy joins us every Monday here on Purple Daily. Uh, so hit that subscribe button. We want to see the Vikings win a Super Bowl before we die, whether that's on Apple or Spotify or Score North or on your regular TCL TV screen. That's all we want to see it. So we appreciate everyone uh, tuning into Purple Daily every Monday, every day for that matter, but right here, especially with Realistic Randy. We got a fun little episode planned here, Randy. We got, uh, I figured you and I could do a little bit of off season grades. We've been in free agency now for a few weeks. Some things, uh, the first wave kind of happened. Things have been a little bit quiet now for the last week and a half. Um, we can also take a look, obviously, at the remaining free agents and, of course, a mock uh, that I'm going to give you here towards the end of the episode. So, plenty to get to. So, Randy, I don't know if uh, you, you you brought out your report card for all the signings. I don't know if you did a little cumulative grade, but it's been now two weeks. Kwesi has done his first wave of moves. Um, he's brought some players back. He's re-signed some free agents. He has said goodbye to some veteran players as well. But as things stand so far, if you were giving a grade, what grade would you give uh, Kwesi and the Vikings for this offseason so far? So far. Specifically free agency. Off season, we still have the draft to go. But last week I gave them a C plus. And the difference between then and right now has been really nothing significant to move the needle, in my humble opinion. I Byron Murphy is the heavy hitter here. Mm-hmm. If not for him, I would have to downgrade it to a D. But it's pending. There's still plenty of time to move off of Z and Dalvin Cook. But One of the biggest sayings in football is the trenches. The game starts and ends in the trenches. You win and lose in the trenches. Well, on the defensive line, you've gotten worse with the departure of Dalvin Tomlinson. And the interior offensive line, listen, man, Kirk Cousins got sacked the third most times in the league last year. And if we want to give him an excuse on fourth and eight, in the playoff game against the New York Giants, well, Dexter Lawrence, he was right there. Dexter Lawrence, he was right there. What else could he do? All right, well, Dexter Lawrence broke through the interior offensive line, specifically Ezra Cleveland, and put pressure on Kirk Cousins. Knowing that information, and after re-signing Garrett Bradbury, for right now, it appears that Quasi Adafalmenta and the Vikings front office, it appears that they're going to run it back with the interior offensive line. And I maybe, sure, they're going to switch to a more balanced offensive attack and run the football more. I don't know how much of a difference that's going to make along with having a blocking tight end in Josh Oliver, who's going to be outside the tackle box. I don't know how much of a difference that's going to make when you have constant pressure 
coming up the middle. You win in the trenches. Game starts and ends in the trenches. Well, on both sides of the ball, defensive line and offensive line, it just they're going to struggle next year. So I got to stick with a C plus. Okay, so so C plus and with a caveat or, or an asterisk, if you will, of if you improve this offensive line or find some type of interior upgrade, and that could be in the draft too. I shouldn't just say free agency. Yes. Uh, if you find an interior offensive line, you're kind of looking at that's the biggest missing piece, and obviously it's it's it is the biggest weakness, if you will, on that Vikings offense, which was pretty good last season, but still there could be some rooms for it to grow, and there could be some regression there on the other side of the coin. So I understand that. I think I would give the offseason grade as a whole from the free agency moves that they've done, the goodbyes that they have said, the you know the Kirk Boyd years, if you will. Uh, I would give it a B minus. B minus. Okay. Uh, I don't. I don't think it's like a uh, certainly above average work thus far. I think they obviously had very limited resources, and in fact, with what they were able to still do, uh, with them being negative in cap space, creating the space, saying goodbye to players that wasn't easy, still bringing in some free agents that aren't long term commitments that aren't going to have like a whole lot of risk factor to them. I think those are all fine moves in, in their own. I don't think it's incredibly savvy. I don't think it's been the best offseason by any means however I don't think it's been a detriment I don't think it's been a problem with what they've been able to do they had limited resources and they attacked some of the things that they need to fill um so I would give it a probably a b minus right now and look there there's still other moves that could be made you know are they going to keep Zedaria Smith you and I talked about that a ton last week are they going to say goodbye to Dalvin Cook who knows what they're going to do there um there are plenty of things that could still happen I would probably though stick, yeah, with the B minus, with certainly room to still go up. But right now, that's that's kind of where my head's at. You give it a grade above me. I respect it. You're looking <laughs> at it not just from the standpoint of Byron Murphy, but also addition by subtraction, not running it all the way back. Like we know, Rick Spielman. Like I said last week, he would look at last season and say, "We won 13 games. Let's keep everybody, restructure all these contracts." Adam Thielen and Eric Kendricks would still be here. I get it. I understand. You still need to make additions on the offensive line as well as the defensive line. You got to do it. All right. So actually, this this kind of even transitions perfectly to to uh, the free agent upgrades or free, remaining free agents, I should say, that are still out there because the first wave has happened. The big dogs are mostly off, but there are still other ones that that could be added here. And in fact, let's let's stick on the offensive line. So I'm on ESPN. Mm-hmm. Um, the the Viking or the the NFL kind of released. Matt Bowen did remaining free agents that are still available. Um, the fourth guy on this list, I believe he is still a free agent too, by the way, unless he has signed in the last 48 hours, is it Dalton Risner of the Broncos. He's a guard. Um, he's entering his age 28 season. Here's what it says on the write-up. It says Risner fits best in a gap run scheme as close quarters mauler, as a close quarters mauler with the strong and rugged play style. He ranked 10th in run block win rate. He's okay in pass protection. He ranked 31st among guards in pass block win rate. So basically a a league average, maybe slightly above it in in pass blocking win rate. And that's something that obviously the Vikings probably want to, they want to hold Kirk up, right? He took a lot of sacks last year to your point. Um, So if is Dalton Risner, obviously, you know, you and I aren't going to be complete meat and potatoes, offensive line guard uh, 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 experts here. But would that do something for you? If they brought in a Dalton Risner, do you feel kind of better with maybe even a competition or a potential, obviously, upgrade on the interior offensive line? I'd feel good about it. I mean, neither of our guards can pass protect very well. Ed Ingram, I can understand. Quasi Dalfamensa is probably saying we don't want to give up 
on him after just his rookie year, give him his second year. Ezra Cleveland, he's been here for what, three years, if I'm not mistaken, out of Boise State. He can't pass protect either. So Dalton Risner, hell, go ahead and bring him in. I'd be all for it. Yes, that'd be a major upgrade. Here's some other um, notes kind of comparing Ezra Cleveland to Risner. Uh, Pro Football Focus graded Risner's pass blocking in 2022. Gave him a 72.6 for pass blocking. Ezra Cleveland had a 53.2. So, I mean, a pretty substantial. Uh, and, and he's an offensive tackle. Yeah. He, he's, he's an athletic guy that needs to be outside, moving in space, staying in front of his man. Playing inside, you have to be strong, dude. It, there, there is no space to work with. You're in between the center and the offensive tackle. It's just mano y mano. Can you block or not? Can you have an anchor? That's just not his game. And I thought that when we missed the opportunity on trading for Trent Williams, the fallback option was, okay, let's draft Ezra Cleveland. Sweet. He's going to play left tackle. He was really good. And they went ahead and his first year right guard. Then after that left guard, that's just not his game. It's I'm not surprised to hear that. Yeah. And I I can't remember if I saw this, this could be completely internet rumors. I don't know if that had any merit, but that he wants, he does want to play tackle. Like his natural position is tackle. Even though he has played guard in the NFL, he was a tackle at Boise state. He wants to, he wants to be an NFL tackle. And look, tackles get paid, man. I mean, we're we're looking at it. Hell Christian Derrissaw here in a year or two, is going to get a humongous contract pending that he's healthy and is still the player that he was all last season. Um, Risner also, he only gave up three sacks, six quarterback hits, 29 pressures last year. Ezra Cleveland in those same statistics, respectively, five sacks, 20 QB hits, and 23, uh, excuse me, 53 pressures. 53 oh pressures. Gosh. So, um, and I, I think he played more of the left side. You know, maybe there's a situation where he plays right side or, you know, they move Ed Ingram around. I don't know. There, there, there's some chess pieces that you can move around on, the, on that interior spots on left and right guard position. That could be one name, I guess, to to keep an eye on. So in in the draft, Randy, if um, let's say let's say let me put it this way, let's say the Vikings do find a way to get back into the second round, whether that's a trade back from one or trading up, I don't know. Let let's say they get a second round pick. Are you looking offensive line there? Or is that is that a position that you would like to see them address, or would you rather them just kind of maybe throw some money at a guy like Risner, who isn't going to be a huge contract? You won't get him for you know league minimum, but which kind of path would you rather take? That's really dicey there, Dex, just because on any other day, I would answer, go after offensive line, whether it's John Michael Schmitz or Joe Tipman, Schmitz out of Minnesota, right in your backyard, and Joe Tipman out of mm-hmm. Wisconsin, I would say go for that. But because I'm such a Hendon Hooker guy, it appears <laughs> now more likely that, okay, the thought was he'll get selected in the third round. But now, it potentially, he's going to be taken in the second round. But bigger picture offensive line here, I would make the argument for that, everything else being equal, just because I would rather, with Christian Derrissaw being young, Brian O'Neill, relatively young still, I would rather just take a chance on getting young at the offensive line, interior offensive line, guys that you can feel good about. Dalton Risner, at this point, he's a veteran. He's still an upgrade over what you have right now at the guard spot. But everything else being equal, I like what I've seen so far from Schmitz and Joe Tipman. I would rather go there. But the Hendon Hooker caveat, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. 
We'll get we'll get in some draft uh, a mock draft for you here because we and we talked about the same mock draft. I'll give you I, we did the same one with Mackie and Judd on on Purple Daily today too, and I'll I'll want your thoughts on it as well. We'll put a pin in the draft stuff for now. Uh, but back to remaining free agents. So I think that the big fish that obviously is still out there, number one on ESPN's list too, is Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, so Beckham missed all of last year, obviously with the ACL tear that he suffered in the previous Super Bowl. Um, he's entering his age 30 season at one time. I mean, obviously what looks like one of the most promising wide receivers in recent NFL memory. Uh, now he's coming out of an ACL tear, hasn't played a meaningful football game. And, you know, by the time the regular season opens in almost two years, uh, familiarity to a degree with Kevin O'Connell. They cross paths, uh, with the Rams, uh, together in LA Odell Beckham Jr. Do you throw out, do you throw the bag at him? Like, I mean, I know the Vikings don't have a lot of cap space here, but you see, is there a path for the Vikings to go after and get OBJ, Randy? You'd have to define the bag for me. <laughs> so I saw the reports, the rumors that he was looking for $20 million a year. Then he came out and said that's not true. If the price is right, sure. Because at wide receiver two, Justin Jefferson, he's going to face all the defense until you can force the secondary to respect the other options. TJ Hawkinson is there, but if anything, if he's going to draw double coverage – it's going to be from a safety position, which means you're going to leave single coverage at corner with the wide receiver too. And I can't believe I'm saying this. I, I would I would go for him. Yes, I believe even at this stage in his career, Odell Beckham Jr. can be that guy. The what the reason why I say I'm just annoyed at it is because, in all honesty, I've got OBJ fatigue. Last year, most of last year, it was, oh, my God, he's healthy now. He's going to sign somewhere. What team is he going to go to? Oh, the Cowboys. The Cow- He's about to sign with them. I'm a Mavericks fan. One game, I think it was in December, late December, he's at a Mavericks game <laughs> with Micah Parsons yeah. and Trayvon Diggs. Talk about recruiting. He's about to sign with the Cowboys. He ended up signing nowhere. Right. Didn't play at all last year. Fast forward to right now the workout video look at the muscle mass he's put on in his upper body look at the one-handed catches the workouts there's mutual interest between him and the new york jets it's like at this point bro just sign somewhere it's 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 becoming a little bit too much but at the same time he's pretty damn good even at this stage in his career if the price is right yes i think in free agency after jacoby myers went he's the last guy OBJ as far as the wide receiver position that I think the Vikings should go after if not go ahead and address it in the draft yeah I think it makes more sense to draft one most likely and the market here is gonna be interesting for him like if he's if he remains unsigned by like June 1st when mini camps have kind of started at that point then he will have to bet on himself like he'll have to take probably a one-year deal with someone and to be to be honest if and I saw Andy Reid comment uh commented about him I think over the weekend, like he would probably be best served to take a one year deal with like a really good offense and a really good team and have a good season and then cash out, you know, this time next year with another team, get one more big contract. He'll be 31 at that point, Uh, but he can probably fit one more big contract into his game. And it probably makes more sense to go, you know, to the Chiefs or, you know, if if the if the Jets get Aaron Rodgers, does he want to, you know, join in on that charade? So I I think there's probably a couple paths where he could go there. Um, Yeah, I. They don't. They don't just don't have the resources, you know. Unless they magically create this even more cap space out of thin air, which I don't think the Vikings are going to do. So at that point, you know, go get a Zay Flowers. If Quentin Johnson's there at twenty three, uh, maybe you find still another wide receiver on day two of the draft. I'd probably look more going in that direction than I would be probably paying a big penny for OBJ. That's where I'm at. 
Yeah, the Chiefs could really use him. The fact that outside of Travis Kelsey, they didn't really have weapons for Patrick Mahomes to work with. The fact that they won that Super Bowl, no one else, no other quarterback could win with that roster (laughs) outside of Patrick Mahomes. You mentioned Quentin Johnson, and I'm all about drafting a receiver. That's my preference. But, again, if the price is right, Odell Beckham Jr., sure. Quentin Johnson, I feel like when looking for a receiver to complement Justin Jefferson, I feel like the receiver with the best footwork or someone that can break off a defender fits better with Justin Jefferson. Quentin Johnston, he's six foot four, a big receiver, a guy that's going to make those tough catches, the 50-50 ball. He's really good coming out of TCU. But I just feel like a guy like Zay Flowers is a better complement to Justin Jefferson. But I agree with you, big picture. I would rather you address wide receiver two in the draft. Get him on a rookie deal. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at, too. And there, there, it looks like the board's kind of shaking, at least from the mock draft side of things, that there's going to be receiver options probably in that range of like 18 to 25. Vikings have the 23rd pick. So if they do indeed stay put, they probably are likely to take a, take a guy like that, a wide receiver at 23, help have some significant Justin Jefferson insurance. I mean, K.J. Osborne, I believe, is going to be a free agent after this year as well, right? This is year four for him. So, like, is he going to leave? Is he going to stay? You got plenty of options that are, are available there at the wide receiver position. Um, Randy, let, 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 me, let me hit you with this mock now. I may as well hit you with this mock draft since we're talking about drafting a wide receiver. And to be honest, I'd love your thoughts oh on this in general because we talked about, uh, back in Judd and I talked about it over the weekend. It's just been floating around the Twitter sphere. Uh, so this is a four-round mock, I believe, from Chad Wright. Oh, Chad oh boy. Uh, from NFL.com. So... Very interesting situation here. So uh, I'll give you, like I usually do, I'll give you kind of the highlights at the top of the draft. C.J. Stroud of the Panthers at one. Bryce Young to the Texans, two. Anthony Richardson to the Colts at three. So the Colts, uh, I believe, trade up there. Scrolling down, uh, the Lions at six take Jalen Carter, whose stock has fallen as being a consensus number one pick, but a nice little maybe solution for their defensive line. Uh, Tyree Wilson goes to the Raiders at seven. Lucas Van Ness goes to the Falcons at eight. He's been kind of more of a mid to late first round pick, but the Falcons take uh, the Iowa kid just down the south of the border here in Minnesota. Uh, he goes to the Falcons at eight. Bijan Robinson, the running back, goes to the Bears at pick nine. The replacement to David Montgomery. I feel like he's yeah. a lock to go to Philly, though. But okay, I respect it. And then uh, at pick 10, what do we got here? Oh, we have a projected trade. The Vikings trade up to pick 10 in this mock draft. Realistic, Randy. The Vikings trade with the Eagles oh my God. to yep. pick 10. Okay. Yep. And they Will select Levis. Will Levis, quarterback yep. out of okay. Kentucky. Uh, the write-up says Kirk Cousins is entering his contract year. The Vikings expect to be good enough to keep them out of the running for the top quarterback prospects in the 2024 NFL draft. And Minnesota might choose to shoot its shot now. Uh, getting Levis in a trade with Philadelphia in exchange for a third-round pick this year and next year's first-round pick to move all the way up to pick 10. Uh, he says Levis reminds him of a Jay Cutler 
And in some drafts, we've seen some highly regarded quarterbacks come off the board in the 10 to 12 range. He has Justin Fields in 2021, Josh Rosen in 2018. We won't talk about that one. Uh, Pat Mahomes was a trade up. Deshaun Watson also went in the 10 to 12 range too. So the Vikings trade up for Will Levis, whose stock all of a sudden like has fallen a bit, to a degree, but then people now are falling to 10, fallen to 10. But then Vikings, everyone's linking him to the Vikings. This is like the third guy to link Will Levis to the Vikings. Uh, and I think Levis, even at the Combine last month, said like he met with the Vikings and, and there was a meeting there. So they've definitely done homework on quarterbacks here. Uh, how how much uh, would Randy be like pulling out his hair, pulling out his ears at the Vikings traded all the way up to 10, given that they give up a third and next year's first to get Will Levis? How would you react to that? So we're going to talk about a little bit later, the Vikings doing their due diligence on quarterbacks in this draft. But real quick, Will Levis, I don't necessarily believe in him much like Anthony Richardson. Will Levis, to me, is like Kirk Cousins early on, no pocket awareness. And I think Kirk finally got it together in that department within the last two or three years. So that would put him at 32, 33 33 years old before he said, okay, Let me go ahead and sense the pressure now. I just, and we got to remember, if Bryce Young is going to be that dude, as well as C.J. Stroud, we think they're the locks to be good quarterbacks in this draft. There's always going to be busts out there. Yep. So after that, assuming they're the guys, unless one of them falls off, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, one of them, they're not going to be so hot. And you're going to trade up for one of those guys? All right, we'll see. You better be right. I like Levis, um, and if he's there more, I guess, if he's, I, I told Mac and Judd this too, if he's there between like 15 to 18 in that range, you have to move up five or six spots, which I don't know if it costs you next year's first round pick. You're probably now more talking next year's second round pick, but I'm not, I don't think I can move up that much to get, to get the quarterback. I don't know if none of these guys really stand out to me. Now, I'm not an expert like draft evaluator, so I guess maybe I'd, I'm just spewing garbage out of my mouth, but I don't know if I can give up the first round pick next year, this year's third, go up 13 slots to get Levis at 10. I think I'd rather roll the dice that either he falls and or by the time you get to pick 23 to what we were talking about earlier, you take a wide receiver, you take a need that could help the Vikings long term and in the short term. So I like Levis. If they draft a quarterback in round one, I mean, look, that'll that'd be fun as hell. The Vikings have only done it twice. The last two in the last uh, at least 12 years, the last two being Christian Ponder and Teddy Bridgewater. And the Ponder one obviously played out the way it did. Teddy, it was kind of unknown because his leg blew up. But, man, it'd be, it'd be fun. Like, I would I would love the idea of it. I just don't know if I can uh, be talked into giving up the capital right now to go all the way up to 10. 2021, he had a good year at Kentucky. The excuse now for him is that, well, the offensive line wasn't good, which it wasn't. What is he stepping into in Minnesota with that offensive line? We just talked about the interior. They re-signed Garrett Bradbury. I know it's a short deal, but that's why I'm saying, goodness, Isaac Sayamalu from the Eagles, he signed with the Steelers, I believe, three years, $24 million, $8 million per. Every year you want to do some sort of diblet to build in areas that you have to address and improve on. You could have done that right now. Instead, it appears that they're going to wait until next year. Will Levis, the offensive line wasn't great in Kentucky. It's not great right now. Yeah, you'll wait a year after Kirk Cousins is done. But are you really going to address all three spots in one season when he starts in 2024? 
I don't know about that. Yeah, the it, he obviously would be holding a clipboard this year if you draft them. Kirk's obviously the guy. Um, the, the the thing would be if obviously insurance if Kirk got injured. Maybe it's a situation you know where the Vikings are out of the playoffs in December, and you know then you kind of turn things over to a rookie to see what you got there. Um, he wouldn't start right away, and and nor should he if you still have Kirk Cousins on the roster. Uh, I just yeah, I I don't think I can do it, man. I as of right now, I don't think I can do it on draft day if it happens. I'm sure I'll have like a completely different answer and tune to the whole thing. So it's just the it's the draft. It's one month even from today. So mm-hmm. and and that's just a, an event as it is. But right now, I don't think I can. So. Randy, also, Hendon Hooker got mocked to the Vikings uh, last week from Daniel Jeremiah, another colleague at NFL.com. And Hendon Hooker is 25 years old, coming off ACL tear. Uh, I don't even know if he would be ready to start day one. Obviously, if the Kirk Cousins is still here, same situation as Levis. He wouldn't start day one regardless. Uh, but Hendon Hooker, Will Levis, like the Vikings are clearly doing their homework on quarterbacks in this class. It at least seems for now that they are potentially looking at taking one in the draft and even early enough in the first few rounds too. I, if you believe that he's your guy, Hendon Hooker, you've done your homework. Kevin O'Connell, I trust that just like Brian Flores, all the moves they're making on defense, you gotta, you gotta at least believe that he's the one giving the thumbs up or thumbs down. Same thing with Kevin O'Connell on offense. If you believe that Hendon Hooker is your guy, that you don't want to take a chance on missing him, and you want to take them in the first round, go ahead and do it to hell with everybody else. With that said, I don't know if I would necessarily do it. And I'm a big Hendon Hooker guy, but I believe he'll be there in the second round. Go ahead and go defensive line or wide receiver, trade down in the first round, keep your first round pick or keep still maintain a first round pick right. and get a second round pick and use that second round pick on Hendon Hooker. But if you want to take him in the first round, go ahead and do it. Who the hell cares? So you'd, you'd much rather be in the camp, and I'm assuming here, but you'd much rather be in the camp of trade down from 23, maybe get 27 and a second round pick, than instead of going the opposite way, which would be trading next year's first, going to 10 and get Will Levis. You want to do this right now? The quarterback <laughs> talk, due diligence in the draft? Because we can do that right now. I've, right got, now. I've got a hard take on that. Okay. So my brother-in-law, he works in tech, and he's experienced this firsthand. And he told me, he said, listen, man, whenever new management comes in, it doesn't matter how good you are at your job. They oftentimes, they want to get their own guy. And I think that's especially the case with how Brian Flores looked at Duke Shelley, immediately gone. There's that, just immediately dismissing a guy, or larger scale, how it appears that Quasi views Kirk Cousins. I'm not going to trade you or immediately dismiss you, which they can't because you would take a serious dead cap hit and the no trade clause. You're restricted on that front. But now that I'm here, let's give you a trial run. Let me see how you perform now that I'm here. I've seen you from the outside. I know the numbers. But now that I'm here, let's see what you're about. And you had 11 one-score wins. Not sustainable. I do think last year, if it was sustainable, it would go into the playoffs. But on a year-to-year basis, it's not going to be the case. There's going to be some sort of regression there. But I think he's 35 years old. At some point, the cliff is going to appear at the quarterback position. It's not going to last. Let's get ahead of it now. Mm -hmm. You have one playoff win in your five years in Minnesota. Let's go ahead and address the quarterback position. So now it says a lot that 
they didn't give him a contract extension. They just pushed more money into void years. I'm all about if you want to draft a quarterback day two, whether it's the second or third round or hell, even if you want to use a pick, pick 23, whatever, bro. Even if it's Will Levis, Will Levis, excuse me, or Anthony Richardson, even though he's not going to fall that far, I don't get all the hype behind him, but okay, fine. If you use pick 23 for all I care, whatever, dude, you, you win some, you lose some, maybe it works out, maybe it doesn't. But to your point, you talk about, well, trading up for a quarterback. If you trade up for a quarterback, which for the most part, you're going to forfeit not just this year's first round pick, but next year's as well. And then some, you're giving up the potential of not even star players, impact players for this one guy. You're putting all your chips in for Dex. You were just in Vegas, right? I was, yes. What was it a week or a couple of weeks ago, whatever it was? Yeah, a couple weekends ago, yep. Okay. I used to go to Vegas all the time. I remember Casino Royale is the casino next to Harris. Mm-hmm. Man, what roulette? That's my game. $10 minimums. I'd be there all day. <laughs> no problem. Free drinks. Who cares? We're having a good time. I went there last year. The minimums now are $25 across the board. I swear to God. And I'm not talking about the weekends where everything's popping. I'm talking about a Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> right. I'm, like, I'm not going to do this. I'd rather save my money for food and entertainment. I'm not going to. The point is, if you're going to put all your chips in for this one guy, you better be right. Yeah. Because now you're attaching your future to the organization with this guy. You better be right. Yeah, I mean, they, they get one shot at this, like the Kwesi and KOC um, leadership. They get one shot to get this right. Um, and if that shot is this year, all right, that, then the clock starts like immediately. I will say, you know, they can't keep delaying it because once you're there for a little bit and if it doesn't go well the first year, you know, Justin Field gets drafted and then they blow out the regime that drafted for him, right? And now they've inherited him and they've committed to him, but softly, I guess, have committed to him. You know, you only get so much opportunity and, and a leash, if you will, to evaluate that and get the room to have the mistake or growing pains and whatnot. So it does make sense that, hey, we can't really late till year three because we might not be here in year four. So if you want to start the clock in year two and you want to mortgage those picks because you have identified the guy, that's what you guys are hired to do, the coaching staff and GM, go out and do it and accomplish it now. But to your point, you have to be right. You, 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 there, there's no wiggle room at this point uh, for you to be wrong. So if you're going to go do it, shoot your shot now. Interior offensive line, defensive line, inside linebacker, safety when hitman eventually moves on you have so many wide receiver too you have so many positions of need on this team and essentially you're giving up at least three of those impact positions immediately for this one guy i don't believe in will levis or anthony richardson screw what i think if it works out great but if it doesn't you're setting yourself back and you I believe if you screw this up by specifically trading up for a quarterback, if you take them at 23, I don't care. I'm not I'm not going to eat your lunch for that. But if you trade up for a guy and you're wrong, then it, 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 you got to go. Especially how last year's draft went. You got to make up for that. Absolutely. Uh, Realist Randy, any last takes here before we wrap up? None whatsoever. I just, I can we make a move on Z and Dalvin Cook's contracts, yeah, please? I, I What's the holdup? What we're talking about a running back and a guy that 
apparently, and Zadari Smith doesn't want to be here. What are we waiting for? Go ahead and get those contracts off the books. If you can't can't find a trade partner, then go ahead and release them. Let's move on, please. You got to create some more cap. Yeah, let's do it. Maybe by next Monday when Realist Brandon and I join again, there'll be another big move the Vikings made, whether it's internally or externally in free agency. Uh, hit that subscribe button. Daily Vikings Entertainment right here on Purple Daily. Realist Brandy joins every Monday. Go check out his YouTube channel as well for some great Vikings content. Uh, hit that subscribe button. Apple, Spotify, Score North, we thank you for listening. Uh, back next Monday, and of course, Mackie Judd, uh, Thor Nystrom with us tomorrow on Purple Daily. Go check it out, and we'll be talking to you next Monday. We're everywhere. Bye.